The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This is Good Night Maryland Radio with your host, Nina Bosky. It's been more than 50 years since the tragic death of one of Hollywood's biggest stars at the time and in history, Marilyn Monroe. Nina seeks to uncover the life and death of this legendary star as it coincides with the pre-production of the feature film, Good Night, Marilyn. You'll get a chance to question, explore, and discover the secrets surrounding what really happened that fateful night back in 1962. Let's start the conversation. Here is the host of Good Night, Marilyn Radio, Nina Bosky. Hi, everybody. I'm Nina Bosky, and I am so excited to be here today for the first time ever, the Goodnight Marilyn radio broadcast as we pay tribute to the late Marilyn Monroe by honoring her life, exploring her death, and producing a movie all along the way called Goodnight Marilyn. So I thought I'd kick off uh, the show today by laying a foundation. You know, there's no doubt, uh, especially when we start talking about the mystery around her death, that there's going to be a lot of opinions. And, uh, you know, the, the reality is, is that with that, I want everybody to remain respectful of each other, because in respect of each other, we're also being respectful to Marilyn. And that's why we're all here. You know, the approach hopefully is going to be inspiring. Uh, definitely, if we do our job right, it's going to be thought-provoking and intriguing. And in some ways, it might just end up being like uh, Miss Monroe herself. Light and easy in one moment and deep and profound the next. But before we get started, I'd like to introduce uh, our executive producer of the show, Randall Libero. Hi, Nina, and uh, welcome everybody to the program who are listening out there all over the world. We do have an international audience. So I just want to say, uh, as this show's executive producer, Nina, let me welcome you to Voice America to the Variety Channel. Uh, this is really an important show for our network, kind of a, uh, a history-making one for a few reasons, but one in particular is that this is the first time that we're actually doing a, a radio show built around a major motion picture. So that's a first for our network, and we're very excited about that. And so it's kind of a prototype uh, in the digital world for, you know, marketing and uh, building audience and building, uh, you know, the, the people knowing about the movie. Uh, so also... To my knowledge, I don't think that's ever really been done before, so not in the way that we're doing it. Um, also, uh, it's very likely in this, uh, in this initial pilot series, you and your guests will be revealing some new information into the investigation into the mysterious and curious circumstances uh, in the death of Maryland. So this show just may be changing or possibly making history as well as we revealed information. And uh, so in that light... Uh, we invite anyone listening who may have relevant new, inf- new information about Marilyn's death to come forward and contact us by email and contribute that information to our discussions. So you can do this anonymously if you wish. 
You can also snail mail a letter to the Voice America offices to my attention if you want to be completely anonymous. And uh, there'll be times during the show where we'll be uh, opening the phone lines to callers. So when that does happen, you'll hear that on the air, and Nita will let you know that uh, please, you know, have your question ready. We're not here to have a discussion about it. Just have your question ready, ask your question, so we can participate and answer it as best uh, as Nina and her guests can. So that's, uh, I just wanted to put all that out there to everybody listening, and uh, I just want to say thank you again for Nina for bringing this idea to Voice America, and uh, I think it's, uh, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with it in the, in the next 13 weeks. Oh, we we sure sure are, Randall. And it, just interesting, and a lot of people who know uh, a lot about Maryland will get this. Um, when you get into the Maryland fever, what ends up happening is you end up seeing her all around. And when Mar- uh, when uh, Randall and I first had our first discussion about bringing it to Voice America, I'm in Arizona of all places, and I'm at the Biltmore Hotel. And when I'm thinking about you know you know where should I bring this show. I walk into the hotel lobby and I'm meeting Randall and there is a Marilyn exhibit and Marilyn is everywhere in the hotel lobby. So it just gives you a little uh, tidbit if you, uh, you know, if you know Marilyn, uh, she starts to, uh, you know, she's, uh, she, you catch the fever, so to speak. So, you know, some people ask me, why are you doing a show like this? And this is what motivated me to do this radio show. We are doing a feature film on the last three days of Marilyn Monroe's life. You know, it's very much like a L.A. confidential, a thriller noir. Uh, and today, by the way, go to the website, goodnightmarilyn.com. That's goodnightmarilyn.com. And uh, you can also go to Facebook. We have a Facebook page. It's just launched, uh, facebook.com slash goodnightmarilyn. And Twitter, it's GN, like goodnight. Marilyn at uh, so it's at GN Marilyn and uh, we're launching and we're launching a petition and the investigation and the investigation is happening now with you guys too so I think that's a really interesting thing because the movie deals with Marilyn old Hollywood the Kennedys the mob and it takes back it takes us back to the era of 1962 and uh, it brings us back to that time frame but at the end of the day, it's an entertainment feature. That's what it's designed to do. But it's also designed to do, if we do our job right, is to make you question yourself. What really did happen to Marilyn? So in researching more about her life and more specifically her death and reading multiple books and, and uh, you know, reading the, or watching the documentaries out there, I start, started to find incongruencies in the theories So there's a variety of people who claim to know exactly what happened to her, but yet we're not there in that room that night. So I decided to set out on a journey. And what I'm finding is there's a lot of people who feel the same way. So the first time in radio history, we're creating a platform in which we can all have the conversation about her life and her death. However, I want to point out that my intention is to get to the truth. So as you can tell from the earlier statements, I'm not into bashing people or views. I don't have an agenda except for the intention for everyone who's interested in this case to hold the intention with that wonderful saying that the truth will set you free. So each week we're going to dissect fact from fiction, probable theory to outlandish rumor. Um, You know, 
I know a lot about Marilyn, but I'm not going to claim to be an expert. We're going to leave it to some of the experts that are just have known her a lot longer than I have and are more in depth in terms of her life. Um, But I'm inviting you to go along on this journey with me because we're going to learn things. And some of the things we're going to know and some of the things we're not. And uh, we've got a wonderful, wonderful show today. And I wanted to have a mixture of, you know, the movie, the life, the investigation, and Marilyn. So we've got some friends of Goodnight Marilyn. And the first one is uh, the writer of the movie or co-writer of the movie along with uh, Michael Engel. I've got Greg Schreiner, who's the president of Marilyn's longest running fan club. Uh, Marilyn remembered. I've got Ricky Jones, who has been in law enforcement for over 28 years. He's helping me head up the investigation part of this series. And Cassandra Carroll, who's one of my favorites, who is radiates goodness. And she's a performer as she plays tribute or pays tribute to Marilyn each and every day. So with that, I'd like to introduce my first guest, Don O'Melveny. He is a graduate of USC School of Cinema. He's written two of his screen, screenplays, which have been produced, Night Fighters and uh, the HBO, uh, HBO world premiere of Extramarital. His screenplay, Goodnight Marilyn, is formally titled No City for Dreaming. And it was optioned by HBO, but they decided to go with the documentary version, you know, the biopic that everybody has seen. This one, I'm going to tell you guys, it's not the biopic. You're going to love it. It's got that intrigue and mystery and all that fun stuff. So with that said, I'd like to introduce Don to the show. Hey, Nina. Thanks for having me on. Oh, Don, it's uh, it's great to have you. We have been uh, partners here for the last couple of years, and it's been quite a yes, journey. We <laughs> yes, we have, and yes, it has been quite a journey. So tell me a little bit about what got you intrigued with Marilyn. Well, the idea um, originated uh, a few years after I graduated from the USC um, film school, and I wanted to do a mystery that sort of incorporated um, real and historical events, um, a kind of a what-if uh, situation. And I happened to be reading at the time a bio on Marilyn, and it struck me how many conflicting details and unresolved questions there were regarding her death. And I thought that, and I thought, you know, why don't I develop a character, kind of a fictional character, who would weave his way in and out of the historical characters and the incidences and be witness to the true events surrounding her death and by this fictional character, we, we, we'd reveal for the first time the truth behind her mysterious death. Um, so the, what I first did is I, I first append it down as a, as a novel, a kind of a Raymond Chandler-esque murder mystery. Um, and uh, as you said, it was, it was um, uh, uh, optioned by HBO and, and, got, and almost got made on, on many occasions. Um, but there was always this kind of, Kennedy um, cloud hanging over the the, the content of, of of a story where where Marilyn was dealing with the Kennedys and, and, and a romance involved. So I actually think the reason it, it got stalled back you know years ago was was because of the, uh, the 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 Kennedy influence. But now that that has sort of been lifted and 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 as I uh, was approaching the the 50th anniversary of her death in um, in in, in you know, oh twelve. Um, I began thinking that it would be the right time to bring back the um, the story and the the screenplay that I had written from the story that w- with uh, with Michael. 
So that's where we're at. And so um, we've got the, a great screenplay, and it, it, um, you know, we kicked it off with the, um, with the 50th anniversary, uh, the, the, um, the, the novel. And so uh, that's where we're at right now. Well, I love it. And I think that, you know, one of the things you brought up, and I think it's an important point, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, it maybe just wasn't its time. And one of the things that I say now is that we're moving into historical events. It's not so, you know, uh, fresh in the reality of, you know, that most of the people have gone now. And that's what I said, you know, it's it's time to kind of unlock that mystery and, uh, you know, hopefully have some fun along the way. But, you know, for all of us, we all have an opinion on what happened. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, our movie is certainly going to create the conversation, and I think that's a really good thing. But I also want to do our job and do justice to Marilyn by dissecting those uh, those outlandish rumors from probable theories. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll find some new information and uh, really, uh, you know, put to, to, to bed uh, what actually did happen to Marilyn Monroe that, uh, that fateful night. So, so, so Don... You know, for yeah. us, you know, we're we're in the process of, um, you know, uh, producing this movie. It's it's a lot of fun. Marilyn, you know, as I said, she she kind of uh, gets in your blood, right? What fascinates you about Marilyn specifically? Um, well, you know, there are two two main things about Marilyn. Um, number one, the the fact that. Um, she, what she accomplished from, from what, where, where, where she began. I mean, she was this um, kind of abandoned girl and with, with big, big dreams. And she, um, what she accomplished from, from where she started is, um, is really inspiring. I think what she, um, the, the, um, the journey that she made to, to the stardom that she achieved. And then the second thing that I think uh, kind of speaks to the enduring quality of Marilyn is that she's really kind of become the, the kind of the, the patron saint to all dreamers in life. I mean, it's like if Marilyn did it, if Marilyn dreamed the way she dreamed and, and, and from, from, you know, from being this sort of orphaned foster care, care girl, um, maybe I can accomplish those things too. So I think, I think Marilyn holds out the sort of the, um, the, 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 the hope that if you just dream life, your dream could come, come could come true, and Ooh. so that's what really um, I think is is part of her enduring legacy is the fact that she is just um, provides a sort of um, uh, great hope and in, in, in the power of dreams. I couldn't agree with you more. And on that note, uh, we'll continue our uh, our show. It's all about dreaming. Our tagline, our new tagline for the movie, Don. I don't even know if you've seen it. Everybody's got a dream. So on that <laughs> note, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're listening to Good Night Marilyn Radio. <laughs> Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Mad Genius Radio presents Marilyn. 
For those of us who can't get enough of Marilyn Monroe, especially her iconic musical performances, Mad Genius Radio has expertly curated a genre of hundreds of tracks performed by Marilyn and friends. It is the quintessential collection of music for a journey of glamour, grace, and allure. Listen for free only on Mad Genius Radio. Available in the App Store, Google Play, and desktop at madgeniusradio.com. There are over 140 million products manufactured worldwide. It is impossible to know the ingredients in these products, especially those made overseas. Stan Salat, creator of the HSF Mark and the Counterfeit Mark Alliance, is the host of People to People, working together for your safety. Stan believes in our right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in consumer products and whether they are counterfeit. Find out how you can protect yourself every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Good Night Marilyn Radio. Help us explore the mystery that is and was Marilyn Monroe. Call into our program at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to MarilynLiveTalk at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hi, I'm Greg Schreiner from Marilyn Remembered. Did you know that Marilyn's dress size was a 12 to 16 in the 1950s? Today that dress size would be only a size 6. Marilyn was only 5'6 and was a 36, 24, 36 dimension. I own several of her gowns and people are always shocked to see how tiny the dresses really are. For Good Night, Marilyn Radio and Marilyn Remembered, I'm Greg Schreiner. Now we're back. Good night, Marilyn Radio. Yes, our first show and little uh, learning learning all the structures. I'm so excited to have my next guest, Greg Schreiner. He is a Marilyn collector, president of the Marilyn Remembered Fan Club. He's a pianist, a narrator, and producer of Hollywood Revisited. You can go to HollywoodRevisited.com. He's appeared on numerous television programs, including AMC's Hollywood Fashion Machine, A&E's The Incurable uh, Collector, Entertainment Tonight, the Montel Williams Show, Turner Classic Movies. He has been chosen from 2003 to 2004 for the inclusion of Who's Who in America. He is a musical director for Broadway singer Karen Morrow, and he holds a master's degree in piano performance from UCLA and Western Illinois University. And he is, like I said, the president of the Marilyn Monroe fan club, MarilynRemembered.org. I'm so glad to have you here, Greg. Wow, I'm excited to be on. Well, you know, I, I, it's kind of interesting for me to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. What fascinates you about Marilyn? I mean, there's you probably can we can spend the whole show <laughs> for you talking about that. But right. tell me a little bit about that. Well, uh, I would say yes if we had hours and hours. But I think the bottom line for me is I fell in love with her as a child, and I've never quite gotten over it. There's so many multifacets to this lovely lady, and I think that's lovely in the sense of not only physically beautiful, but this inner core of beauty that she had that she radiated out and 
everyone I've ever met that knew her just fell in love with her because she was so wonderful, so so lovely in every respect. We're we're getting a question actually off mm-hmm. Twitter right now. It's uh it's from uh, E M uh, E M Roses. It says, you know, uh, Meryl. Oh, who did Marilyn love? That's what they're asking. Who did Marilyn love the most? <laughs> I'm oh, like, I don't know question. if he, he, that's a question. I don't know that I can question. answer that because I'm not Marilyn Monroe. Um, certainly yes. she. She loved a lot of things. She uh, obviously loved her husbands at the time she married them. Uh, she loved the, a lot of the people she worked with. Whitey Snyder, she was very, very fond of. Evelyn Moriarty. Uh, she loved animals. Uh, she was crazy about animals. Um, and, and she loved life. She oh, re- reveled yeah. in every day. So lots of loves in Marilyn's life. Well, you know, it's interesting. We, uh, we've, uh, we've chosen uh, my dog Tinkerbell, Tink, as we like to call her, as the uh, kind of the, our uh, inspirational director for that very reason, uh, because she, she loved animals so much. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what, what, let's, let's talk a little bit about what is Marilyn Remembered and why are you doing this or why have you been doing it and what's the intention of the fan, the fan club? Well, I'll be a condensed version of it. Uh, when I moved to Los Angeles, I, I really knew no one that loved Marilyn. I, I, was, I felt kind of alone in the world. And when I went to the, to the cemetery to visit her grave on the August 5th uh, date of her death, I met some of the people that also felt the same way, and we decided to form a club, and we decided to do more than that by actually having a memorial service for her, which no one had ever done since her death in 1962. So that's how the whole thing came about, and then I think we just wanted to keep meeting and, and inviting people that knew her, and it's grown into now a membership of many thousands of people all over the world that celebrate her with us, and we still are doing the memorial service since uh, 1982, which I find amazing. And we, we are, are always there, we're always growing, we're always uh, trying to do what we can to honor her name and also to be a, a resource for people who would like to make whatever they're doing as accurate and as responsible as possible. Yeah, I think that's really, really important. I find it also very interesting, Greg, that out of all the stars from the 1950s, 60s, even earlier than that, she is the one that we're still talking about. Why do you think that is? Well, I think there's a lot of reasons, again, for that. I think you can probably look at two or three obvious reasons. Number one, she was so iconically unique. There's never been anybody quite like her because she combined that that very striking sexuality with incredible beauty and a vulnerability that very few stars were able to, and almost a childlike quality, which I find even people that were similar looking to her, and there certainly were many, didn't have all of that package put together. And there was a certain radiance that came off the screen, uh, I think, when she was up there in front of of everyone, that, that no one else had that kind of impact. But beyond that, she also represented sort of the end of the studio system. Uh, in 1962, when she passed away, she was really one of the last great stars still under contract. And the whole system kind of started falling apart after that. And so that whole era where we had the stars uh, very much under the, the thumb of the studio, but at the same time creating an image of, of almost magical, uh, unearthly qualities about the stars, which doesn't happen anymore. 
they're they're more down to earth now. The stars, I think, today, yeah. <laughs> and we see all of the ins and outs of their <laughs> lives, which we didn't see back then. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more hidden uh, back in the day. Absolutely, you know? yes, they were very protected and and also really made into almost superhuman creatures. Now, one of the things that I think is important that people don't realize about Marilyn is how she really worked hard at uh, on her craft. Can you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. Marilyn, unfortunately, never graduated from high school, so she had this already sort of innate feeling that she was inadequate education-wise, so she kept studying on her own. She read voraciously and even went back to school at UCLA to try to get some extra education. But beyond that, she realized that she had a a long way to go as far as as her abilities on the screen because she had never studied any acting or anything. So she took lots and lots of lessons from some of the great acting teachers. uh, And she also studied dance. She studied voice. She she would be on the set longer than anyone working on every routine she had to do. Uh, it, she was an incredible worker that way. She was totally focused and dedicated to improving herself in every way she could. Well, I think that, you know, that's one of the things that people, I think, that I love about what we're going to be doing together with you each and every week. Mm -hmm. The Marilyn Remembered segment is almost like, did you know? (laughs) And I I love it because it's short, but it gives you little tidbits about her that most people, I mean, in the the Marilyn community, people know a lot about her. But if you go outside of the Marilyn community, a lot of people look at her as, you know, she's either a film star, she's beautiful, etc., but they don't really realize all these wonderful little nuances that uh, that uh, I think sure. is going to be wonderful for you to bring each and every week. Well, I think that's very true. And, and unfortunately, because of the studio, again, giving her all these sort of dumb blonde roles, a lot of people sort of look at her that way and don't realize all the underneath facets of her life that were going on and, and the real Marilyn underneath all of that. Well, you know, I think that this is uh, it's starting to happen now with, you know, my week with Marilyn that came out a few years ago um, in, in the prior films, they used to just categorize her kind of one way. And I remember when we first started the film uh, in talking about our film and people would say, oh, you know, she was just a sex maniac or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I go, Oh my gosh, you don't understand the layers that no, no, this no. woman has, you know. She's she she has all of those those different characteristics, but to label her one thing is somebody that doesn't really know Marilyn Absolutely. Monroe. Absolutely, and it means they haven't really studied her because if you read some of the really good biographies on Marilyn, you are, are you walk away not only falling in love with her but in amazement at how much she accomplished and how much she was able to do with her life in in a brief 36 years. Well, you know, and you think about it, Greg, I mean, somebody that grew up in the foundation that she did, right, without a lot of structure and going from house to house, foster home to foster home, not having a father, her mother was obviously not there and very present, to have that emotional turbulence and yet to achieve the things that she achieved is is quite remarkable. You that's can't, a, that's you can't, a giant spirit going on there. Yeah. A giant, a giant, yeah. and you can't be you can't be stupid. I mean, that's that's a that's a woman that's got some brains there. So I just uh, you know I just am so excited for people like yourself to come on and to to shed some light on the beautiful part of who she is and the different layers of who Marilyn was and will live in our hearts forever. So I just uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for uh, being with us and being a great wonderful supporter of uh, what we're doing here. I think it's uh, I think this is going to be a fun little journey that we're going to be going on. 
Well, it's my pleasure. I, I, there's nothing I'd rather talk about in my life than Marilyn. It's been <laughs> so important to me and, and done so much for me and given me so much happiness. Yeah, well, you, you've you got, uh, we actually have it on Facebook right now, a wonderful dress. And if you wouldn't mind just talking about it for just a few minutes, mm-hmm. that we just posted that uh, wonderful dress on, uh, that famous uh, iconic dress on uh, Facebook. Tell us a little bit about where that comes from. Okay, which one? I'm not sure you have It's on. the silver one. It's ah. the silver one that, uh, yes, yes, that, that beautiful. That was designed by William Trevia for Marilyn Tewer and Gentleman for Blondes. Unfortunately, that scene got cut from the film. But... Be, being the uh, industrious woman Marilyn was and ha- having very little wardrobe, she would borrow things that she wore in the picture and wear them in public. And she, in this case, wore it to the Photoplay Awards in 1953 as well as a charity function at the Shrine Auditorium with Jack Benny. And it's become, thanks to Phil Stern, the photographer, one of her most uh, recognized images because she looks so radiantly gorgeous in it. And it was so perfect for her. And it, it, it sort of epitomizes, I think, the 1950s. It's just one of those timeless gowns. And she's uh, fabulous in it. And I'm so lucky to have it. Yes, and you have quite a, quite a few. But I also want to uh, just uh, have people go to MarilynRemembered.org. MarilynRemembered.org. And if you want to uh, be a part of uh, the community, boy, it's uh, it's it's uh, got some active members. Well, I'll we just say that. everyone, and there's absolutely no charge at all. So what a good deal, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's a wonderful deal. Thank you so much, Greg Schreiner, for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. And uh, anytime, I'm yours. All right. Thank you so much. You're listening to Goodnight Maryland Radio, and we'll be back in just a moment. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you experiencing a relationship or a relation slip? Without the carefully measured balance of spirit and ego, it might not be what you want it to be. On Relation Slips with Dr. Bobby Summer and Lori Lynn Mann, we'll explore relationships from two unique ends of the spectrum. In addition, we'll have amazing guests, both experts and celebrities, and we'll hear from you too. Relation Slips can be heard live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Genius Radio presents Marilyn. For those of us who can't get enough of Marilyn Monroe, especially her iconic musical performances, Mad Genius Radio has expertly curated a genre of hundreds of tracks performed by Marilyn and friends. It is the quintessential collection of music for a journey of glamour, grace, and allure. Listen for free only on Mad Genius Radio. Available in the App Store, Google Play, and desktop at madgeniusradio.com. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. You are listening. 
listening to Goodnight Marilyn Radio. Help us explore the mystery that is and was Marilyn Monroe. Call into our program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to MarilynLiveTalk at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Goodnight Maryland Radio. I'm your host, Nina Bosky. And I just want to say that every week on the show, I'm going to give you a little life bite. You know, I couldn't be me without uh, giving a little transformation or inspiration. And I think we're going to call it Maryland's Life Lesson. So, you know, one of the main themes of the movie, and, and Don alluded to it, is that it's about dreams coming true. And also dreams being shattered in a blink of an eye. So the lead characters in this movie, from Lou Morgan, a struggling screenwriter and a part-time private eye, to Cherie Winters, an upcoming actress, to the iconic Marilyn Monroe, are all engaged in reinventing their lives. But in the world of Hollywood, such as in life, dreams don't always come true. Or do they? So my question to you, my little life bite for you for this week or Marilyn's life lesson is, do you have a dream that hasn't come true yet? And if so, are you ready to go for it? So I'd like you, if you have a dream, one dream, I would like you to take one step in order to make that dream come true. So on that note, I'd like to introduce my third guest, Ricky Jones, a consultant and team investigator for over 28 years in law enforcement and government private uh, operations. He's been also a film consultant uh, on uh, wonderful films. Mr. Jones has performed investigations against organized crime and gangs in Los Angeles as an outside investigator. He's also worked with law enforcement, terrorism, and narcotics. He's also performed uh, work in uh, for decades, but has also been trained in weaponless defense structure instructor, small arms instructor, FBI certified sniper instructor, FBI range master instructor, narcotics training. He's also specialized in crisis intervention, crisis negotiations, uh, certified in Israel, and has held positions in executive management in U.S. government. He's also worked on the films I think I've alluded to that he's worked on uh, films such as Olympus uh, Has Fallen, starring uh, Morgan Freeman and Jerry Butler, and The Equalizer, starring Denzel Washington. So with that, uh, I wanted to introduce you in a, a long way here, Ricky, because you are also helping us to head up the investigation around Marilyn Monroe, and I wanted people to understand the type of experience that you have. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Nina. Glad to be here. Well, um, you know, one of the things I'm asking people is what fascinates them about Marilyn Monroe. So let me ask you that question first, and then I'll get to my second question. I think overall it's her whole life, um, but more importantly for me, it's her death. Uh, and what led to that point and led to that day, there's so many unanswered questions. There are so many conspiracies out there Uh to really find out the facts about it all, to really put it to rest is what fascinates me to have that ability to do that. Well, it was interesting when you and I first started talking, we started talking about the film. And, you know, one of the things that Ricky does is he brings in teams of experts on films and he helps to authenticate the actors. So if Jerry Butler is playing a CIA agent or Jamie Foxx or somebody like that, he will he and his his group of consultants will come in and really help those actors, you know. And I thought, wow, but you know so much about the Maryland case. Let's let's, uh, you know, as we start to uncover this mystery, let's uh, let's start to work together 
and so let's talk a little bit about who we're bringing on. And and the whole investigation team isn't complete yet, but uh, we're certainly getting there. Uh, let's talk about Daryl, because you brought on Daryl, and I think he's got a wonderful 20-plus uh, years of experience as well. Tell us a little bit about him. Well, I think Daryl is the only person that is part of this that was alive when Marilyn Monroe was alive and when she passed away. And uh, he was very... <clears throat> Um, a very good investigator at the time and very good common sense and uh, a lot of red flags back then uh, came up uh, to him. Daryl has a lot of years in the Department of Defense. He was in the uh, Army CID investigations and he served our government for over 48 years. So he's a, he's a wonderful person to have. He's very methodical. Uh, he's very precise and he can evaluate things better than most people that I know. And then we have, uh, what we like to call him Skip, but yeah, uh, Skip. his real name is Owen. So tell us about uh, yeah. uh, you know, Skip and his, uh, his background. Well, Skip's a uh, retired LAPD officer. Uh, he worked LAPD homicide. Skip is very well respected. Uh, he was one of the best homicide investigators on LAPD uh, I've known Skip for years, and I've respected him as well as other people. And he's just very valuable because this all took place in LAPD's area back then. And uh, Skip, like myself and Daryl, know the history of law enforcement and how LAPD really established law enforcement in America today from creating SWAT, which helped the Navy SEALs. Uh, they created undercover narcotics. They created vice. They are the mother of all law enforcement uh, for what they've done to advance law enforcement. And knowing how that they worked in the past and how they work in the future and having Skip, who's, you know, done uh, 16-plus years um, with LAPD, you can look at the past and then look at the future and go, okay, these are how things were done then and how they're done now, and Skip, what do you think? Yeah, and I think that that's the that's one of the things just for everybody listening out there is you know what is the investigation team what what are you trying to achieve here and one of the things in in bringing um, you know the the law enforcement uh, people that have the experience is as I said at the very beginning of the hour my goal is not to bash people it's not about oh look what you did etc it's not about that it's about you know uncovering some truths and revealing a historical event that at this point I think just needs to come 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 through come out in a way that like you said is not necessarily from these outlandish rumors but dissecting fact from fiction and one of the ways that we can do that is through evidence the files and being able to open up the case and be able to look at that from not pointing and blaming but from really uh, getting everybody to work together to make this a win-win. This could be a wonderful unveiling of a historical event. You know, this is not, didn't happen last week, you know, and all of us did, you know, if we look back in our in our closets, we probably all have things that, you know, we wish we, we didn't do back in the day. So I think this isn't, this is something that uh, could be uh, a really wonderful uh, discovery for all of us listening. Yes, and I think, if we have the opportunity to sit with the chief of police with uh, LAPD, uh, Chief Beck, and explain to him, you know, face-to-face, and that's the hope that 
you know, with all the rumors and, you know, LAPD gets bashed all the time. This is not what this is about. Uh, you know, Nina, I've always told, and we've talked about this, you know, the truth is going to set the whole rumors and everything free. The yes. facts don't lie. Facts are facts. Evidence is evidence. And in law enforcement, you know, unless it's an eyewitness, uh, it's just hearsay and it doesn't matter. If it's yeah. from someone else. And they have the file. Uh, the file's never been allowed to the public, and we're not asking it to be made to the public, but let us take our team in there with LAPD's top homicide detective that's current, with Skip retired, with Mr. Connerton, with you, and with myself, and with the coroner that uh, we're getting. Let us look at the evidence uh, in their facility, never taking it away, never videoing it or uh, taking photos of it, but with them sitting there, let us review it and have our open discussion with each other so we can figure out with the evidence that's there what is fact and what is fiction. And I think it'll really help America to know what really took place. You know, back then, LAPD had the Black Hat Squad, and it was their responsibility when anybody from Washington and the White House was here, they followed them. When high-profile crime members were here, they followed them. When high-profile celebrities such as Marilyn Monroe, who had affiliation with the White House, who had affiliation with organized crime, they followed her. So these records are very important. And this is one of those things that LAPD established, and it was more so for their protection. And it was a wonderful idea that they had to create this Black Hat Squad, and they were very elite uh, officers with LAPD, very responsible, very respected, and that's why they were appointed. And this is a wonderful thing about LAPD. They were the department that created that whole policy of doing this for their protection. So there's a lot of things that happened <clears throat> the day that she died, from the first LAPD officer there to when her doctor arrived to the records at the desk to the records of phone calls coming in and going out because they kept those records back then. And to have the ability to just to view them and to have an open discussion and say, we've seen this and these are the facts and this is the conclusion based on the evidence. And LAPD holds that key. And, you know, again, you and I have talked about this. I'm a retired LA County Deputy Sheriff. LAPD is the premier law enforcement in the world. And we respect them. And I don't believe they're hiding anything as much as people would like to say that. I just think there's things in there that are classified that they're trying to protect uh, images, not of themselves, but of the people that were involved back then. Yeah. And, that, and I that's think, my professional opinion. Yeah. And I, I and that, that very may be the case. And I think that uh, the, the wonderful thing about what we're trying to do here is that you know, there was a tragedy back uh, 52 yes. years ago, right? And in, in tragedy is something that we deal with every single day. But if it stays in tragedy and it doesn't transform, then none of us can heal. And the key to, I think, unlocking this, if we go towards the healing and the transformation, then everybody wins, including the LAPD. And so that's, those are my thoughts on that. And I think that's really important as we start to open up uh, the investigation and uh, come from that place versus, you know, and you said it about not just, you know, the public, but the, you know, our cultural, you know, kind of look, it, it doesn't go away. So at some point, 
why not just explore it and open it up? Because people will think what they want to think until the truth sets you free. So right. that's those are my two cents too, and I know you and I kind of agree on that. But but yeah. I, I I love what we're doing. We also have Dr. Scott Bond, who is a professor of criminology at Drew University. He's also a critically acclaimed author, public speaker, and media expert. He's uh, written several books, and one of them is upcoming book on suicide that I'm very excited. It's called Suicide is the New Murder, Anger Turned on Oneself, and I think he'll be a great asset to our team. We have a psychiatrist coming on board. We have a coroner coming on board. We have a Maryland expert that's going to be with us next week, and boy, does he know a lot. So, uh, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be quite a team of people that are going to be uh, joining us, and uh, I, I invite all of the listeners, too, to to join it as well because we have a petition and you can go to our website goodnightmaryland.com uh, sign the petition it's not a a hit you over the head uh, LA district attorney or coroner uh, you know letter to them it's more of inviting them to really look at this case again and I'd love for all of you listening to sign the petition uh, so so tell me this um, where do you think what do you think um, we go from here in terms of our investigation. I, I think that there's a lot of people that have a lot of, you know, rumors out there, outlandish rumors. Do you think that we're going to have the ability to really kind of dissect fact from fiction? Because that's really one of my goals here. I really do. And how we do that is people that were there, uh, people that personally knew her, people that had knowledge of her daily activities, and people that were there the last day of her life. That's where the credibility lies. Yeah. There's so much hearsay. There's so much rumor, you know, from, oh, she was murdered by the Kennedys to she was murdered by the mob to just so many things. But that's just rumors. Yes. That's people conjecturing on what their feelings are about it. But what you're asking and wanting to be a part of is let's let's just cut to the truth. Let's look at the facts the people that were there, people that knew her, that the police report, the coroner's report. Uh, I know that the federal documents have uh, so much blacked out in it. And, you know, we would like to have a copy that's not blacked out. But if it is, you know, between Mr. Connor, myself and other people on our team, we can read through the lines because that's what we did. So, yes, yes. Well, um, I, I think we're going to have a lot to explore here, Ricky. We got to yes. we got to take a break here, but you know we're going to be talking and we're going to be continuing the conversation. Uh, it's very intriguing and very thought provoking. So I just want to say thank you for being on our kickoff show. I think this is going to be an exciting adventure. Yes, Nina. Thank you very much. All right, you're listening to Goodnight Maryland Radio. I'm Nina Boski, and we will be back in just a moment. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Dance Talk Radio has come to Voice America. Join host Tracy Marciniak and her celebrity guests every week for a show that takes you inside the world of dance. What's it like working with stars like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift? The experts share their stories and the -the behind-the-scenes secrets. Plus, inside tips to become a better dancer, instructor, or studio owner. 
Dance on over to the Voice America Variety Channel every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific for Dance Talk Radio. Math Genius Radio presents Marilyn. For those of us who can't get enough of Marilyn Monroe, especially her iconic musical performances, Mad Genius Radio has expertly curated a genre of hundreds of tracks performed by Marilyn and friends. It is the quintessential collection of music for a journey of glamour, grace, and allure. Listen for free only on Mad Genius Radio. Available in the App Store, Google Play, and desktop at madgeniusradio.com. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Goodnight Maryland Radio. Help us explore the mystery that is and was Marilyn Monroe. Call into our program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to MarilynLiveTalk at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. She's a star, and millions upon millions love her. belongs more and more to the public, less and less to herself. The created image must continue, though the girl inside may be tired. She must pose and smile, pose and smile. Just one more picture. One more. Sometimes hard to remember that there was a girl inside. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Goodnight Maryland Radio. I'm Nina Bosky, and uh, I love this quote. I'm good, but I'm not an angel. I do sin, but I'm not the devil. I'm just a small girl in a big world trying to find somebody to love. And isn't that, uh, isn't that Marilyn? It just uh, sums her up in a lot of ways, just wanting, just like all of us, wanting someone to love and to love us. My next guest, and I'm so excited to have her, is Cassandra Carroll. She is a performer, and she pays tribute to Marilyn each and every day. She's born in Dublin, Ireland. Cassandra received her first introduction to Marilyn Monroe at the age of five while watching her films with her mother, who was a big fan herself and also happens to bear a resemblance to the late uh, movie icon. Cassandra's mother sang Marilyn's songs with her father, who played the double ba- uh, bass in the jazz band, just like uh, Jack Lemmon did in Some Like It Hot, which is Cassandra's favorite Monroe film, happens to be mine as well. And on her 11th birthday, Cassandra and her mother made a special trip from Ireland to Hollywood so she could place her hands and feet in Marilyn's famous imprints in front of TCL, uh, the Chinese theaters no- formerly known as the Man Chinese theaters and uh, Mar- you know Marilyn is such a big part of who you are Cassandra so uh, let's uh, let's welcome you to the show and tell us what actually fascinates you about her thank you Nina you know what I, I, good morning everybody you know I just want to say that Marilyn is timeless 
you know, through the generations. Um, a little simple thing the other day in the supermarket. Can I say Vons? <laughs> yes. Um, and just a little girl in the shopping basket, shopping cart with her mother. And she said, Marilyn, Marilyn. I mean, she had to be like five. I guess that's wow. the age of reason. And, yes. <laughs> and, and the generations of Marilyn is timeless. And, and as a girl growing up, we all want to be beautiful and we all want to be accepted. And so, you know, the, the iconic character of Marilyn, to just to go through the ages and the generations just fascinates me. You know, well, man, woman, child, she's loved by all. You know, when we uh, we uh, were launching the book and we did The Spirit of Marilyn and we had done a television appearance and then all of the Marilyns that were there, there was about five of them, and uh, we went over to the Grove. And it was so interesting. They were, they were, um, they were filming, uh, what was it, um, not Entertainment Tonight, but Extra, yes, right? Yes, they were doing that, that show. It was wonderful, yeah. Yeah, and the weird thing about it, not fascinating, is the attention that you guys provoked um, yes. from being there. I Mario mean, with the big dimples. He said, Marilyn, yes, yes. Marilyn. He said, five <laughs> months. The five was there. Marilyn, 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 Marilyn. <laughs> They're all so, there. <laughs> so what would you, you know, we're going to be talking about the life, the investigation, obviously the movie and stuff, but, you know, what would you like to see happen as we start to unfold this discovery with Marilyn? What I would just love is that, that people would see Marilyn as just, a beautiful soul, just as, you know, this character that wanted to make people happy. I mean, I just want to say for me that when I first came to L.A., I had long hair, and I didn't, I wasn't doing the Marilyn thing then, and it just happened. Uh, a friend of mine said, you know, there's a contest, a Spirit of Marilyn contest, and I decided to cut my hair, and it was the best thing that I'd ever done. I just felt in my body for the first time, and, you know, it just attracted so much attention, and I want to thank Marilyn for that. It's just so wonderful. But people smile when they see you walking down the street. There's not a day goes by that people don't say, Marilyn, and they want to come and tell you their story of, of, of Marilyn Monroe and how they first seen her in her movies and what happened to them at that particular time. It's just so wonderful. I, 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 I know I probably shouldn't say this, but I really felt invisible until I discovered Marilyn, you know, coming from <laughs> Ireland and not knowing a lot of people here. And it just opened a whole new world for me. And I, I, I heard a little interview of Marilyn, and she said, you know, when she was growing up, she never felt loved. And then all of a sudden, she matured into this young woman, and people started to know her, you know, and, and it was the same for me. Call me a late developer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all a little late bloomers here, you know. But I think that's really <laughs> special because, you know, you honor her in terms of uh, making sure that she, uh, you know, uh, when you're out and about and people think that you're Marilyn, that you are paying tribute to her and that you are um, making people happy. And I think that at the end of the day, you know, there's only going to be one Marilyn, but what yeah, a beautiful, a you radiate such a beautiful quality yourself that they get a little bit of that magic. And I think that's a, a wonderful quality to, to bring to Marilyn and her legacy. Just to celebrate her life. And of course, there will only ever be one Marilyn. And I just love her energy. But I also want to mention that Marilyn Monroe was really a character. The real person is Norma Jean. Yes. And, you know, I, I remember you asking me one time, 
you know, what is the difference between an impersonator and a tribute artist? And I just wanted to say that, you know, as, as a tribute artist, I want to celebrate the spirit of Marilyn, you know, and take her seriously with her talent as an actor and a singer. And, and that's what creates the iconic symbol that she's become through the ages. And, uh, and I love impersonators, but I always feel that an impersonator is like an Asheville drawing. You know, it's live in action. They look like her alone, and it's entertainment. It's fluff. It's beautiful. But I really want to sort of take it to the next level and celebrate and tribute the life of the person without just looking like her, you know, to entertain the people. Exactly. It's actually the fans that have continued as I, you know, was, was... so honored to be a, one of the contestants in your Spirit of Maryland contest. And it's, it's actually the fans that keep me doing this. Sometimes, you know, I wonder if I should continue. And then when I, anytime I think of giving it up, it's the fans that want me co- to continue this. Well, you and have to. Uh, you have to continue. You have to continue this because you are. You are. You radiate light as Cassandra, and what a beautiful quality uh, to continue Marilyn's legacy. We have to. We have to take a break, and we have to close out the show. I can't believe this is our. Our. Uh, we've already done one show, and I want to say oh, thank you so beautiful. much for being on the show today and giving us a nice little kickoff and a little kiss from Marilyn. Well, thank you ever so. Isn't it delicious? <laughs> love it Cassandra Carroll thank you so much for being on the show today God bless you all alright take good care Bye-bye. I'm Nina Bosky you're listening to Good Night Marilyn Radio thank you for joining us for today's show Good Night Marilyn Radio with Nina Bosky can be heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to tune in again next week.